As they wander in the wilderness, the people became impatient with Moses and resentful of God. They are punished for their disobedience, but God heals them when they repent. A reading from the book of Numbers. From Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient along the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person will look at the serpent of bronze and live. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3 and 17 through 22. It's found on page 4 of the worship bulletin. May, would you please stand and sing? Faith is a gift from God that cannot be earned. By God's grace, our faith empowers us to do the work God intends for us. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. 
You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the rulers of the power of the air, the the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in passions of our flesh, following the desires of the flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by, by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him may not perish, but have life, eternal life. Indeed, God sent not the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that in order that the world might be saved through Him. Those who believe in him are not condemned. But those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. That light has come into the world and the people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Amen. Be seated. context for our gospel this morning is this. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, and a member of the Jewish ruling council, comes to Jesus by night. Night is the darkness of the day. 
And night is the darkness of the soul. Nicodemus is searching for truth. The truth of Jesus and the truth in Jesus. He begins by saying, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. No one can do the miraculous signs that you do and not be from God if God were not with him. John's Gospel is the book of signs. Signs pointing to Jesus. Signs pointing to who he was based upon what he said and did. Nicodemus has discerned the signs up to a point. But for now he cannot discern Jesus other than a teacher come from God. Jesus tells Nicodemus the great truth. I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God, discern the kingdom of God, unless he is born within, born again. (coughs) Nicodemus misunderstands, as we might, thinks Jesus is talking about being born again of the flesh, born again of a human mother. How can this be, he asks. Jesus is talking about being born of the Spirit of God. The references to baptism. The references to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, which will be given, which has been given at Pentecost. Jesus compares the Spirit to the wind, the wind which blows wherever it pleases, whenever it pleases. We hear the sound of the wind, we see the effects of the wind. We do not know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with the Spirit. So it is with all who were born of the Spirit of God. Those born of the Spirit, we born of the Spirit, know by the effects. Again, Nicodemus is confused and asks, well, how can this be? And Jesus is amazed that one such as this, Nicodemus, a teacher of Israel, one who discerns what Nicodemus has already discerned, cannot perceive kingdom heavenly things. Then Jesus says that Nicodemus cannot discern the truth of his testimony based upon earthly things which he can see. How can he understand heavenly things? Now then comes our gospel for today. All that I've said previous is prelude to the gospel. Jesus teaches Nicodemus about himself. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so the Son of Man must be, must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him, who sees him and believes in him may be saved, may have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Whoever believes the truth comes into the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. Listen, the statement and story of the serpent, the bronze serpent being lifted up in the wilderness, Every Jewish child knew that story and knows that story. The Israelites grumbled against God 
We detest this food that you have given us in the wilderness. They grumbled against God for bringing them out of Egypt. They didn't remember how bad they had it there. They only remembered what they thought was good in comparison to the terrible event and experience of the wilderness. According to the story, God punishes them with a plague of fiery serpents, killing many Israelites. Israelites confess their sins, beg for mercy. So God has Moses make a bronze serpent and lifts it up in front of the people so that those who are bitten will live and not die. Then comes the critical Pharisees. So the Son of Man must be lifted up on his cross, in the resurrection, in the ascension, in his glorification. In both stories, the story of the serpent and the story of Jesus, the people were in danger of death, in danger of being cut off by God, from God. In both, God provides the agent of salvation. In both, God's agent is lifted up. And in both, God's people are saved by looking at, believing in, God's agent of salvation. And though, even though there are similarities, there are critical differences, significant differences. Looking up on the bronze serpent gives Israelites extended physical life. Looking up upon the lifted up Jesus gives significant eternal life. Eternal life is a quality of life above and beyond the physical or a quality of life lived in the presence of God and under the influence of God, the complete and full influence of God. Our text for today is the first time in the Gospel of John that eternal life is mentioned. As we read on in the Gospel, eternal life is mentioned 16 more times and 15 times of that from the words of Jesus. The most important thing about eternal life is not that it pertains to, to quantity, a long length of time, as from now into forever. But the important thing about eternal life and its meaning is that it has to do with quality of life. Quality of life. Life lived in the light. Life lived in the presence of God and under the influence of God. That is exactly why, specifically why God sent Jesus. That he might provide the way for any and all to begin to live under the presence of God, under the influence of God, and know that and discern that. It's a presence which, like the, which is like the wind. A presence which comes based upon the will of God. A presence which we can know by its effects. A presence which we do not deserve, but which is gift, given for the asking. A presence which changes us so much over the course of life that we know beyond shadow of doubt that we are determined by that presence 
and nothing can undermine that, that determining or diminish it or end it. It is and will be. Being saved by God through Jesus has to do with not being cut off from God. Being saved by God through Jesus has to do with God in whose never-ending presence we live and move and have our being. Being saved by God through Jesus has to do with learning. You and me and the likes of us learning through practice, continued practice, to discern that presence of God with us. I want to say that again for emphasis. Being saved by God through Jesus has to do with you and me learning through continued practice to discern the presence of God with us. Wednesday before last, Dan and I were talking in the sacristy after our Wednesday night Bible study in Eucharist. In that Bible and study in Eucharist, we've been talking about um, and celebrating the extended community of God, a community which exists beyond all human categories and beyond all human boundaries. We had also been talking that night about faith and doubt. And we brought up the... the uh, it brought to mind Mother Teresa and her extreme doubts. I thought more of that as we had our Eucharist, and afterwards I mentioned to Dad that I thought, in terms of my past reading, that one of the great doubts of Mother Teresa was that she could not readily or easily discern Jesus present with us in sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist, the sacrament of bread and wine. However, she could and did see Jesus in the poorest and the most desolate of people. Couldn't see him, discern him in the Eucharist, but she could see and discern him in the poorest and most desolate of people. That was an aha moment for Dan and for me. And almost at the same time, we had the same thought. Jesus becomes such a part of us in the bread and wine of Eucharist that we begin to see and discern him in ourselves, begin to see and discern him in others, and then from others back to seeing and discern him, discerning him in ourselves. Learning through practice to discern God in us and in all others through Jesus. It happens through personal reflection. It happens through sharing of faith and faith stories in faith communities. It happens here in Advent Church when we two or three are gathered together. Dan and I have been living into and practicing Eucharist with you and people like you for many, many years now. And even now, in some select special moments in time at Advent Church, through mutual sharing and in context of faith community, we come to new aspects, new facets of faith and understanding. It happened here. It might not have happened had we not been here. What happened? The practice of sharing. 
the practice of discernment, where two or three gather together in his name. In the bread and wine of Eucharist, we receive Jesus because he said we would do this to remember me, to bring me to you. It follows that as we practice this, we come to see more clearly him and us, him and all others, and back to him in us. As we discern him and us and in others and in us again, as we discern that, we can begin to respond to ways in such a way to other people, in those ways to other people that the world cannot begin to understand. Who would know what a poor woman in Louis kneeling before Deborah Goldfeder to present her with the basket had in mind? Who would know in this world what Deborah had in mind as she knelt herself before that poor woman and received that gift of a basket? That woman knew. Deb knows. God knows. And so do you and I. And that just may be enough for us as we move through life, from life, to life. Amen.